on this episode of the Jeff Does Vegas podcast. And it wasn't until six months to eight months later where this coronavirus began to be a hot topic in the news that it was floated to me, hey, that app idea you had about crowds and finding those crowds would work for the reverse use case, which is help me avoid crowds because right now crowds can put me in danger from a health perspective. In Spanish, its name means the meadows. You might know it as the entertainment capital of the world, lost wages, or simply Sin City. Of course, I'm talking about fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. On average, 42 million people visit Las Vegas every year, and I'm one of them. I love this city. The sights, the sounds, the shows, the people, the history. I want to share all of it with you. Taking you to the world-famous Vegas Strip and beyond, my name is Jeff, and this is the Jeff Does Vegas Podcast. Hey there, and welcome to episode number 76 of the Jeff Does Vegas Podcast. Before we get rolling for this episode of the show, I want to thank my guest from the last episode, Jake Gallen, the host of the Guest List Podcast. Jake joined me to share the locals' perspective on what's been happening in Las Vegas as of late since things have been getting back up and running following the COVID-19 shutdown. If you haven't had a chance to listen as of yet, jump into the archives wherever you get your podcasts and search out episode number 75, Perception is Reality Part 2, or head to the website at jeffdoesvegas.com. And while you're there, be sure to check out episode number 74, Perception is Reality, Part 1, featuring the visitor's point of view with Michelle and Dave from We Work to Visit Vegas on YouTube. All right, here we go. On to the show. When you're headed to Vegas, it's important to make sure your smartphone is loaded up with all the essential apps. You need to have your casino loyalty apps, your rideshare apps, your apps to earn free rewards, and of course, your photo sharing and social media apps to make all your friends jealous that you're in Las Vegas and they're not. But there's a brand new app available for use in Vegas that could save you time, the aggravation of waiting in lines, and most importantly, during these weird COVID-19 times, help maintain social distancing. NowCrowd is the first app that provides visitors and locals alike with up-to-date information on crowd levels and wait times at various spots around Las Vegas. And it does it by getting the information in real time from its users. My guests for this episode are Tyler Robertson and Jessica Marshall, the founders of NowCrowd. We chatted about where the idea for NowCrowd came from, the research and development process, how the app works, and what the future may hold for NowCrowd. Please enjoy my conversation with Tyler and Jessica of NowCrowd. I'm a Vegas local, I'm third generation here in Las Vegas in my family. And uh, I've lived in New York previously, but I did come back to Las Vegas about six years ago. And she's being modest. Her family is an institution here in Las Vegas. The Marshall mm-hmm. family has set root uh, 50 years ago and has one of the most successful retail resort wear shops uh, implanted here in Las Vegas. Her grandfather was the gaming commissioner in the 90s. So she's definitely uh, Las Vegas born and bred. 
And yeah, she's very proud of that as well. Mm -hmm. for, for me, I'm a lot more of a vagabond. I've traveled to many locations and set route. I've been uh, originally from Los Angeles, lived in London for a bit, went to school in North Carolina at Wake Forest, lived also in New York for four years in Orange County for a bit. But now I'm here in Las Vegas and our objective is to soft launch this app in Las Vegas. And we're happy to be here and and, and this be our first mission. So tell me a little bit about your guys' business backgrounds. Um, is this your first foray into the tech world or is this something that you guys have always been involved with? For me, technology has been in my blood. Um, uh, my stepfather's in technology. I worked for a SaaS company that got sold off. So for me, I've been around that environment for a long time. I started as a um, an outside salesperson for selling T1 lines and cloud solutions and then transitioned to eight years almost at Zillow Group, the real estate tech company, where I managed a team that uh, worked with broker owners of real estate companies. And then the last six months before I started this initiative, I worked Snapchat building out their long tail small business platform on ads. And each of the last two roles I've had outside of this one were entrepreneurial roles where I'd have my fingerprints on architecting a business within a small business tech company wise. And that gave me the impetus to say, I need to build something on my own because I've helped these companies with certain orgs. So that gave me the impetus to create now crowd based on an idea that I had, which I'm sure you're going to ask about, uh, but that's my background. It's been, I think the last decade really ingrained in tech. Oh yeah. I'm very, very familiar with Zillow. Um, even as a Canadian, it, it drives my wife nuts because every time we travel down to Las Vegas, I start playing the real estate game on Zillow and start looking for, for houses. And she keeps telling me, no, we can't move to Las Vegas, which makes me sad. Um, Jessica, how did you get involved in this whole endeavor? Yeah. So ever since I was really small, I've always been very entrepreneurial uh, in spirit, that's for sure. Um, starting just small businesses, you know, around my neighborhood. And um, I used to put Swarovski crystals on sneakers and on flip flops and sell them to the hotel spas in Las Vegas while I was in high school. Uh, I went to the University of Arizona, and I was a retail and consumer science major. And from there, I went to New York, and I be, uh, was in the executive training program to be a buyer at Macy's. Uh, so I was at Macy's for a little while, then I was at Ross Dress for Less, and I got some off-price buying experience. And then from there, uh, I went to a tech startup called Fab.com, and that was a modern design website where I was the head of their women's division, um, and it was a flash sales site, essentially. So um, I loved making sales on, on that website, so that was really my first step into tech um, I would say that was in 2011, 2012. Uh, and then from there, um, I ended up going and pivoting and going to flower school in New York. Um, and after leaving New York in 2014, I moved back to Las Vegas and I opened up my flower shop called Miss Daisy. And I've been in business here in Las Vegas for six years. And uh, just as being very entrepreneurial, you know, one business, I was always interested in seeing what else I could do with my time. And uh, when Tyler and I met and he told me about this idea, I told him that I wanted to be a part of that. Um, and that's how we formed that partnership with NowCrowd. Very, very cool. Um, so obviously, I've got you here 
to talk about now crowd and talk about the app um, for a person like me who, and it is very weird to say this uh, considering I'm a frequent Vegas visitor and it's a place where 42 million people go to every year. But for a person like me, who's not a fan of the crowds, not a fan of people, this app is like a dream come true. Um, tell me some of the generalities surrounding now crowd. What's it all about? The high level messaging for our app is it helps you see how crowded places are ahead of you getting to those places. So often we've all had that experience and the problem we're trying to solve for is you show up to a grocery store as an example. And I don't want to pin us to just grocery stores because we operate with a lot of different categories, but that's an example where you show up, especially in this world of the pandemic, and there's a line wrapped around the door, there's a line at the cashier, and you make that quick judgment decision of, well, do I go in or do I find a new grocery store to get to? And I may run into the same problem. On all the while, it's the convenience factor. You're losing time based on that decision. We're trying to eliminate all of that by giving that expectation of weight and lines ahead of time so that when you show up, you know what you're about to face and you can better plan your day accordingly. Right. So that's the, the, the core concept behind NowCrowd. We're hoping that it solves for two, pro, two things right now, which is give you more time back in your day to do your day-to-day errands. And then the other side of this is you stay safe, considering the nature of crowds and being around a lot of people right now uh, can do in a pandemic world. So then I guess I have to ask, what was the, the genesis of the idea for, for now crowd? Was this something that you had in mind prior to the pandemic and COVID-19 or was this something that, that came out of all of that or did the whole social distancing avoiding crowds thing really just spur on the development of the app? Two years ago, I was living in New York and it occurred to me that We don't have an app to show you how lively places are, where the crowds are congregated to see bars and restaurants. I was here in Las Vegas on a trip where the idea really came to fruition, watching the Laker game on Christmas Day because my parents live here as well. And we were at a bar with nobody there. And I go, well, let's go try this other bar. Again, nobody at that bar. And I wanted to watch the game with some kind of atmosphere. And it just occurred to me that we don't have any technology in this data-rich world that tells me where everybody is so that I can sit down and watch a game with somebody. So I ad hoc tried to build this app and came to find there was a lot of, it would have taken a lot of labor on my end and, and finances and things I wasn't in a position for. So I put a pin in the app. And it wasn't until six months to eight months later where this coronavirus began to be a hot topic in the news that it was floated to me, hey, that app idea you had about crowds and finding those crowds would work for the reverse use case, which is help me avoid crowds because right now crowds can put me in danger from a health perspective. And that's where I said, hey, that's a phenomenal concept that we could use this data for and let's go off to the races we went through an R&D phase and then through implementation for six months to hustle to get to the point where we got to in the last 30 days, which is ready to deploy and hopefully helping Las Vegas stay socially distant uh, by avoiding the crowds. So I guess the next question then is when you do a Google search for a place, say a, a restaurant or a, a store or, or whatever, often when you see the place has the hours listed. It also has that graph that shows busy times, peak busy times, not so busy times and and so on. How is now crowd different from just getting that information from Google, for example? 
Well, I think what's great about NowCrowd is as soon as you open up the app, it's essentially a map of exactly where you are and the places around you. So you can filter by depending on the type of establishment you're looking for. So you come to Las Vegas, you know, and you're staying on the strip and you want to see what restaurants are around you or what bars are around you, or if you need a pharmacy around you. And from there you can sort and filter that by how crowded the location is right then and there. Um, and not only that, but if you uh, are new to Las Vegas, you can, um, and you don't meet, you may not know where the places are that you want to go to. There's built in navigation into the app. So you just, swipe up to navigate to those locations, to that location that you're looking to go to. And to piggyback off that, because I think it's an important question is we're an aggregator. So we're an aggregator of that crowd insight. Whereas Google, you have to search the specific location to determine and know where that bar is, which most of our users in our R&D phase that we polled had no idea that that feature even existed. We harness that type of information, that data into a map view just to show you, hey, if I want to go to a restaurant right now, I can click a filter called not crowded, apply that, and I see, boom, on a map, all the locations where I can get seated immediately. That doesn't exist anywhere out there. And that's an important feature right now because if you don't utilize some feature like that, you have no idea what you're running into. You can be running into a bunch of people in line. And like we talked about, that's putting you in some kind of precarious position from a health standpoint, as well as nobody wants to sit around and wait. And we're finally deploying that level of line of sight into the expectations around waiting or lines, et cetera. I can't tell you the number of times that uh, my wife and I have gone out for dinner somewhere, whether it's in Las Vegas or, or anywhere else. You walk in, as you say, there's the giant line. You see all the people, you talk to the host and they say, oh, it's going to be half an hour, 45 minutes or whatever. And you think, ah, oh, do I stay? Do I hang out for that amount of time? Or do I go to a new place? Because by the time I go to a new place and get in line there, a half an hour or 45 minutes already probably will have passed. And by then I, I could have been here enjoying a cocktail and a bite to eat already. And, ah, and then you just get to that whole situation of hangry that tends to happen between couples when you're on vacation. Um, so this is brilliant. I love the fact that you, you already know the situation that you're going to be walking into. This is fantastic. And look, those restaurants have a vested interest in keeping you there and waiting in line, as opposed to what this app does is it's crowdsourced by our users. So the information is provided by the people who will tell you truly what the wait is. And with our stories too, you see it with your own eyes to make that determination, all from really the comfort of your home or wherever you are ahead of going out to, to go eat or go to the pharmacy or grocery store or whatnot. And I did want to talk about the crowdsourcing aspect of the app. I think this is really, really cool. And, and it's becoming a, a huge thing when it comes to apps like this. Um, back on episode number 54 of the podcast, I talked to the guys from Betmingo, which is uh, an app that crowdsources limits on table games at various casinos in Las Vegas and collects that info and, and puts it all together for its users. Other than the obvious, it's busy here, it's not busy here, etc. Um, what kind of info is now Crowd actually collecting and putting together for users? Yeah, it's just two things, and you hit the nail on the head on one of them. Is it's it's one button that does two things, I should say, and the button is called Contribute. It's at the top left. It's a unique button, has binoculars on it. You click that, you're given a prompt to choose one of three options: is the place 
not crowded, so no wait? Is it somewhat crowded, so five minutes or less of a wait? And is it crowded, which we uh, display as 10 minutes or more of a wait? That's number one. The second thing is, is the photo or video, which we refer to as a location crowd story. They can snap that or take a video footage of in real time of the lines or the wait or, or lack thereof and press one button and they're given points. They feed an avatar that we have, which is a flamingo at this point as sort of a digital pet to keep you doing the right behavior. And that's it. And what displays for other users uh, based on that crowdsource data is basically how long the wait is and a visual of it because data, not everybody's a data person or ingest data as, hey, 10 minutes is relative. But if I see something with my own eyes visually, I can make that determination even better. And that's, those are the two things that we're, we're asking of our users that are then providing more benefit to, to other users on the other side. And I guess, as you initially pointed out with the idea originally coming from wanting to figure out where the crowds are in a post COVID world, whether that's a year from now or two years from now, or however long all this takes, this is an app that could be used to determine, Hey, here's where the party is. Here's where the crowds are great. Here's where you want to be. Yeah. I'd say, you know, especially for visitors coming to Las Vegas, um, and being able to enjoy the new places that are happening in town. Um, you know, maybe the last time you were here, uh, you know, the trends have changed and being able to explore that before you even leave your hotel room um, is, is a really neat feature that I think is not only beneficial to um, tourists, tourists coming here, but it's also beneficial for people in their own hometowns. You know, eventually when we are able to branch out into other cities, um, just finding out like where are the great places that are happening in your own backyard. And something I did want to want to touch on in regards to the whole crowdsourcing and collecting information is the topic of online privacy. Um, this day and age, that's a huge thing. People are always concerned about their information online, which always kind of cracks me up because I find that the same people who are worried about their online privacy are the same ones willing to hand over their personal information in a Facebook quiz, trying to find out which friend's character they are. Um, but how do you address uh, the, the issue of privacy? Number one, I'm Joey. I've taken that quiz. <laughs> number two, <laughs> number two is if you log, if you feel that way, you can log in through Apple or Facebook and we don't take your email address at all. Um, you'll be a user and you can activate that way. So that's that they put those restrictions in place for the privacy of the user. But more importantly, we are at the forefront of our mind is privacy. For example, our stories, unlike Snapchat or Instagram that live for 24 hours, ours go away after two hours they're erased from our complete server and everything so that we maintain the privacy. If we catch somebody eating a meal, for example, in one of the photos, it's gone. Uh, don't worry about that. And our only intention provide it to right now to source your information as far as an email address or name is just to reach out uh, for email marketing. And again, it's educational. That, that was a question that caused a lot of me to think a lot was, do we really need their information? Do we really need an email address? And for me, I, I concluded that yes, because we're a novel concept. We're not a mobile game, right? We, we're not something that's been cookie. We're not cookie cutter. So for that reason, we've got to help with education of how our app works. And that's through an email address and, and being able to follow up with everybody and, and let them know new features and how we work. 
And I know right now the app is available for free. Um, any plans to add uh, in-app purchases or subscription-only features? Um, anything planned for the future that you can tell me about? Or is this uh, uh, highly classified stuff that you could tell me, but then you'd have to kill me? No, we'll definitely at least leave you a carrot and say we're planning for big things and big added features. And one feature that's live right now here in Las Vegas that's a smashing success so far. It's trending on Twitter. We've gotten some great feedback on it. it our polling locations. So we have a feature embedded in the app native with the new version. All you got to do is download the new version. And it has a toggle button at the top right of our map, which then shows you all 31 map pin icons of the voting stations, the polls. And we have a team in place of 10 that are circulating those 31 locations and providing live stories of those locations. So photos and videos of the, the lines at the polling locations. So you don't have to show up to early voting and wonder if you're going to end up waiting in line for hours. It will show you which places have nobody there. So you can show up right away, boom, cast a vote and you're done. So that's been a huge success and things like that will continue to manifest themselves as needs be because I think the nature of what we're providing is a public service and wherever the best use cases to leverage that, that data, we're going to continue to do that for our users to provide the most benefit as possible with next versions. Well, as I said, I am a person who pre-COVID and pre-social distancing requirements would go out of my way to avoid crowds and lines. So again, I, I think that this app, I think now crowd is, is absolutely brilliant. And so I, I've, I got to give you guys a uh, huge kudos on putting this together. Thank you. It's been fun. If people want to find you guys on social media, of course uh, they can absolutely do that. You guys are, are on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. How can people find you? At NowCrowd app. As simple as that. That's our handle. And our website is nowcrowd.app. Awesome. Tyler, Jessica, thank you so much. And uh, best of luck and success with uh, with NowCrowd. Yeah, you got thank it. You. If you want to download NowCrowd before your next Vegas vacation, get it for free in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. And be sure to follow NowCrowd on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at NowCrowd app. I'll put the links in the show notes at jeffdoesvegas.com. And that wraps up yet another episode of the podcast. If you've got feedback on this episode of the show or any other episode for that matter, or you've got suggestions and ideas for topics you want me to cover on the podcast, please feel free to reach out to me via Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Jeff Does Vegas. You can also email me directly at Jeff at JeffDoesVegas.com. In the meantime, thank you so much for checking out the show. Be sure to subscribe for free wherever you get your podcasts so you'll know the moment new episodes are available. And don't forget to visit JeffDoesVegas.com for past episodes and show notes. My name is Jeff, and this has been episode number 76 of the Jeff Does Vegas podcast.